0: Hello, I'm Charu Kamaria. I'm a writer, journalist, speaker, and podcaster based in the southeastern United States. And I started this show after many years of working in newsrooms where stories of the day are boiled down to just a few minutes. I want to go more in depth, talk about the things that we all should be noticing and discussing, and help you understand what the story really is. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the story with Charu. My guest today is Diana Gonzalez. She's a mental health counselor based in the Charlotte area. And, um, I've been really inspired by this woman because I remember when she started going into this line of work and something in her changed and she just started really talking and posting things that I felt like were about growth and healing. And I'm really glad that you made time to be here. Thank you so much, Diana.
1: Oh my goodness! Thank you so much for inviting me Cherry. I know that we go back
0: yeah to the uh, gym days, yes, <laughs> and that
1: daycare and everything. It was just fantastic. I y-
0: love that time. I know. I love that. I love that time too. And we're it's such a different time now, right? For and it, and is, it is. I know we're we're all the whole world is in this weird COVID thing together. And um, who knew, right, that, that we would yeah. end up here like this?
1: Did,
0: oh, my gosh. Uh, Diana, what, uh, before I get into your work as a mental health professional, tell me a little bit about yourself and your early years. Where were you born? Where did you grow up?
1: All right. So I am from Colombia, South America, not South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, the South. I have to make that difference. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, so South America, I was born in Medellin, and I grew up in the 80s in Medellin. I know a lot of people are very informed about my town and um, yeah. the drug cartel and what have you. So it was difficult times wow. for, for the entire community, especially for my family. It was violence and it was danger, um, a culture of fear, a culture of just like you leave your house, but you really don't know if you're coming back. So that was just part of it. Yeah. Um, so, twenty-one years ago, I decided to pack my bags and come to this country, uh, abandon absolutely everything I knew—my family, my friends, my culture—and started this journey that brought me here and not where I am today. It's been—it's been a—it's has been, it's been, it's been a journey. Yeah, I gotta tell you, yeah.
0: i, I remember. I want to talk a little bit about. So, you're from Medellin, and yeah. um. When did you leave? How old were you when you left?
1: Okay, so I left when I was 24 years old. Okay. I had $2,000 to my name. I was, I spoke a little bit of English, but uh, not much. Mm-hmm. So, and I came to this country, I, you know, just, I have some family members, but, you know, just, it was basically on my own. Yeah. On my own. Yeah. Making decisions, and that, that is a transition,
0: and you think when you're
1: 20
0: and you're 20s you're invincible. Eh, you can take
1: over the
0: world. Yeah, then, you do then think then that, that. I said, I you said, yeah, you absolutely, you, you think that, um, and it's great because nothing would ever change in the world if we didn't have young people that were willing to be fearless like that. Oh, but right. I, so, right. so, you came, you didn't, did you have any family here in the United States?
1: I did have some family in the, in the United States. I I settled in Florida. Mm-hmm. There are some family members in there. But then um, I found my husband. We got married. We start we started a family together. And then I moved to North Carolina. During this process, uh, my my husband lost his job a couple of times. And then that, that's when I decided to start school. Oh, okay. And, and yeah. So when we met, I. Yeah, you know, I started, I, I was doing school little by little, like one class. At, at the time, because I, I was a mom and a housewife, so it was that difficult time as well. So it
0: took me a
1: lot of years to finish. Yeah. <laughs> so the time, I was just raising my children, so graduation day was like a wow moment
0: for me. So so that that's when, I because I remember when you, um, I remember when, I, you started sort of posting and on social media and talking about things that were really uh, deep and um, impactful and he of a healing nature of a thought provoking nature. And then when I saw you, I was like, you you kind of said, "Yeah, I'm going to school to be a counselor." And I said, "Oh, wow, okay, that that's awesome. But that's why this all makes sense. What made you pursue?" I understand. You know, your husband um, was having some. You know. And, you know, the steady work and the issues that a lot of people face. So yeah. so that propelled you to decide to get further education, but why did you decide to choose that field?
1: Well, there is, um, there is no child. If you ask any child, any any children, they won't tell you that this is their dream job. Uh-huh. <laughs> I always go for firefighters, police, or, or doctors, but you never hear the counselor. Yes. I think this Soul of a counselor gets shaped by trauma or by experiences, and that was my life growing up. I had a lot of trauma uh, from the beginning of, of my years. My my um, my childhood was traumatic. I I had I suffered from sexual child abuse, um, mm. neglect. It was abandonment issues, and as I grew up, I fell into this pattern of bad relationships. My father was an alcoholic. Um, so he was a good father, but he was absent. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, you know, his his, his priorities were, were a little bit just crossed. So, and after that, it was the, the social trauma of a very violent city based on uh, the culture of drugs and drug dealers and, and cartels and violence, what have you. So that itself is incredibly traumatic and then starting a new life in another country that just kind of finishes yeah. <laughs> like that, that closes the cycle and then it's like okay so I somehow I have it inside of me to go through all these experiences I must share this with the world in a professional way
0: yeah so that's I- exactly what
1: happened to me and-, and why I chose this era. I can't I can't tell you how
0: wonderful this husband yeah I I first of all I want to say to you thank you for being so honest about the you know your your story and having survived a traumatic um Mm -hmm. childhood uh with some sexual abuse with neglect alcoholism um Mm -hmm. and you're you know you're right you were probably picking up also what was happening right outside of your home's doors with a yeah. with what you know and it, it, you're you're so right. Everybody knows, right? Uh, Narcos uh-huh. on Netflix yeah. was one of the most popular series, um, uh-huh. where we learned about what was happening and what happened in Colombia, uh-huh. and um, and yeah, you know, and the drug trade and how it was connected even to the United States and the demand in the United States that's fueling this. Uh, on the other side. So okay. I applaud you for being honest because I know that it's very hard to be vulnerable and put that out there. So, first of all, thank you.
1: No, you, you're welcome. But I have to say, and I will be fair to my fellow Colombians and people from Medellin and say that this city has changed a ton. This was in the 80s. You know, yeah. We have all figured it out, and now it's a beautiful, beautiful
0: city. Oh, and people that are visiting. Important. So many Americans go there for your vacation now. Oh, my gosh.
1: It's beautiful. I love here. I had a chance to see that. Like, how many people from abroad are just coming to see our city, and it's just become such a
0: beautiful place to be. Yeah, so and you is. deserve it. You deserve that. Everybody <laughs> should have a chance yeah. to live in peace. We went through a lot. Correct. You went through a lot. That's exactly right. And everybody around the world, I've always feel this way, you know, should have... A, a chance to live in peace to grow up and to share their culture, you know, whether it's the mountains of North Carolina and the bluegrass music from there to Columbia and the rich, vibrant culture wherever it is. So I think that's great. And I'm happy to hear it. And I'm, I'm happy that your journey landed you here. Is there a cultural acceptance in uh, the Colombian culture for getting mental health help? Or can you talk about that?
1: yes it's getting there it's getting there we are this new generations are understanding much better about mental health and how we are holistic individuals we are integrated there's no more your body is one piece of you and your mind is another one yeah your emotions are, we are all integrated all every science or like this field for example is just moving towards that integration of the, of the human being So we understand now that mental health will affect your body, will affect Mm your emotions, and and all of the angles will affect everything. So there has been more acceptance lately. People are asking for more help. I'm just glad to see that um, not only just people from Colombia, but Hispanics in general are embracing mental health and they're asking for help, which for me is huge. It's beautiful to see. I
0: I love, I I like it because I've always said it, you know, with my own Indian culture, one thing I'm focused on this season are the things that we need to break. Like, for example, you know, you have things about your culture that you should be very proud of and you share them with the world. But when something needs to change, it needs to change, you know, and in, um, in our culture, I know we've been talking a lot about different things that I feel in our culture needs to change. And so I think it's great when it, you know, it's okay to decide, for example, as Hispanics, that hey, you know, we're we're going to get the help when we need it. It's okay for us to ask for help. It's okay oh to talk gosh. about all these things. Yeah. You know, we uh-huh. de- we deserve it. Yes. You know, so That's go. Correct. Yeah, I think. That's, go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, the first thing I will say to you that is that, like, uh, what well, we have to change the, is is stopping the the pattern of secrecy, mm. because it affects. The entire, I mean, you're not only not talking about your feelings, the emotions of what you're going through, you're not letting anybody get into your head and perhaps influence you in the right way. Mm-hmm. And uh, that actually is, it, 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 it shows in your body, illnesses, problems, you know, that, mm-hmm. that we have with your immune system, migraines, insomnia, what have you. And that is, again, part of the integration of the human, the holistic part of it that I just spoke about. So changing that is crucial. It -hmm. has to happen. Like stop being ashamed of having a mental condition. It doesn't define anybody. It's like going to the doctor to check your blood pressure. If you have a heart disease, diabetes, it should be, it should be normal. But it's this big mouth, I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm going to be rejected or it's not like that anymore. And, And taking a pill Or medication for your condition is completely and absolutely normal. Should be no shame attached to it. But that's what we're dealing with, working
0: with people. And I think people like who are not familiar with this, you know, with the concept of therapy. It's so funny because this season, this is coming up a lot, by the way, with every guest Mm -hmm. from every different background. But, you know, there's different kinds of help. You don't really know what's going to work until you get out there and you try it. It might be yeah. that you need some medication. It might be that you just need the tools, if it's meditation and journaling or, yeah. you know, to, to make those changes. So, it's it's a, in a way, it's a wonderful time to be alive because we're all going through uh-huh. this crazy pandemic together. And yeah. it's a time for us to ask, like, okay, well, what do we need to fix, you know? Gotcha.
1: Correct. It's okay, and it is like you, people that have they need to start seeing it like diet and exercise. They don't. Yeah, have it. it's not one without the other. That's you right. You You have to do your diet and you have to exercise. And for mental health, you have to take your medication and you have to go to therapy and speak with a professional.
0: And all because of these
1: tools, it all,
0: yeah. it all works together. It all works together. Together. Mm-hmm. That's it all right. Works together. I know your yes. faith is really important to you. What? How do you? You know, how do you personally f- integrate faith into all of this, too? Is there a place right. for it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Respectfully, though, because not everybody that comes to me has the same mm-hmm. uh, feelings or the same background. Uh, I consider myself Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do, I do pray for my, co- for my clients and my family, actually. You know, I make them pray for them. So that is my first line of defense. And when I go to to my to my office, you know, just quote unquote because it's virtual, I do I do pray, mm-hmm. pray first, and I just want you know, just not the wisdom has to come from a higher power because I don't know that this these people. And really, I mean, they open up to me. And for me, it's an honor, mm-hmm. an absolute honor to be included in their lives and go to their darkness and. And try to shine a light for them, but it—I have to have a higher power mm-hmm. involved or just guiding me in that in that way. So, absolutely, there's always a place for. It. And if they allow me, my faith is, is very strong, and I believe what I believe. Sometimes people don't allow me to talk about it, but when they do, that comes up
0: a lot. Yeah, yeah, and it—I appreciate that you say respectfully because yeah. you know there there's just so many people with different different ideas. Um, but it, I love that you, you feel that they can be reconciled together. They're not exclusive of each other, you know? So that's beautiful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's yeah. beautiful. Uh-huh. Diana, what do you think are the cycles and the chains, you know, that we should try to break as individuals or as a society? I envision them being, you know, their chains and patterns and things that we always do. Your grandmother did it that way. Your aunts and uncles, they do it that way. Right. But, yeah. but things need to change. And, Huh. Either as an individual and or as a society, what's your opinion? What should we break?
1: Wow. Um, well, I talked about it a little bit earlier, and what is the pattern of secrecy. That's number
0: one. The pattern uh, of secrecy. Uh-huh. Of
1: secrecy, like, stop keeping secrets. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Like, people need to stop. You know, it's not, it's, it's a difference between you speaking about your life to everybody, and that's... That's not okay either. But, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. when something happens to you, go to a family member, go to a friend, go to a professional. They can't. They stop pretending that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's when the, when, the, when the big dark hole comes to you and swallows you.
0: Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Well, I was going to say right. that with secrecy comes shame, too. Because the idea mm-hmm. that, you know, we need to keep something secret then you're ashamed. You're afraid. What happens if yes. people find out about my secret, right? And so that's where the shame comes in. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's familiar with Brene Brown, you know, will know uh, she's done some great work um, on that yes. subject, of course. So secrecy, this, 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 um, you know, the this the cycle and the spiral around secrecy, and what else do you think?
1: I think also that the relationship that we have with ourselves has to change, and we. Actually, with this COVID-19 thing, I think we are tapping into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like we are more grateful for the things that we have. A lot of us learned that, oh my gosh, you know, just social social circles are amazing. You actually need that to be okay. Mm-hmm. Most of us understood the job of of the teachers, for example, or our freedom and things like that. And now we are turning to nature for family walks or for cycling together mm-hmm. and for that relationship it is necessary for a big change as a society and that is self love as well. Mm-hmm. When you start making connections with nature, with your higher power, with other friends and with your with the family that's around you here in America, I have seen, I can talk about this because I'm not just bilingual, I'm bicultural. Mm-hmm. So I can speak about my culture in, in, this, in South America, and I can also I also speak here, and here is a lot of rush, 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 yes. money, buy the bigger house, the bigger car, the bigger for, for what? Like, what is the point? If you don't have connections, if your family is not able to communicate freely, if there's no meaningful time they're seriously like doesn't matter oh. my people in the south South America are more more mindful of these so you know mat- material things are not as important mm-hmm. as here mm-hmm. so that's exactly that the chain and the, the cycle that needs to be broken just go back to the basics
0: yeah I love that I love this idea and Uh almost every religion in the world has this idea in it that the family is the basis of the society. And when I say family, I don't mean necessarily the family that looks like mine. I mean, you know, family can be so many different things, right? It can be a group of people that you've collected that is your family, you know, it can be so many things, right? So, but, Uh but I love that idea that the change that we're making as a family, you know, and focusing on what are really, what are our needs and the rest Mm -hmm. of it is just garbage. And you're right. Like there has been, this is forcing us to, to, to to be still and to be together and remember how to live together as a family. Uh You know, which you're right about that in America there, it is hard because they're, um, everybody is rush, 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 go, go, go money, you know, very oriented, even our religious holidays, I'm talking about yeah. Christmas, for example, has become more focused on gift giving than what yeah. the, for Christians that I, that holiday means, and so mm-hmm. it's this is forcing us to be still and to remember how to connect with each other as a family. What's important, letting go of what's not, and it's hard work because a lot of us, haven't, you know you're not used to it, so it does take work. But I, I think that's mm-hmm. that's perfect. That is so true. It is. It is true. It is true. And I I love um I just love that. So I so my last question that I have for you I'm asking everybody this it's my favorite question to ask people because <laughs> I felt like when COVID first happened and, you know, in the spring and we were kind of locked down, everybody, when I would see neighbors or whatever, we would talk about whatever and then I would say, so what are you guys eating for dinner? Because everybody would go in around the same time to eat dinner or maybe somebody's picking up takeout. So, Diana, what are you guys having for dinner tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh. I think, well, my weekends are my cheat day and um, I'm thinking I love... Uh, pizza but not the one that is commercial mm-hmm. like the brick oven kind of just a kind of pizza and there's a place close here and the city that i live in and i think we're going there
0: oh nice okay so yeah. uh, so it's kind of a healthier pizza you're saying
1: it is it is i think it's i mean it looks healthier <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> that much sauce and, and in it, this brick oven, um you know i don't know how they do it but it's just delicious i think i think it's good i want to think i like to think about
0: that as a healthier option Uh you know what it's balance you have to balance like it can't be all healthy all the time yeah that's what i say listen diana i really appreciate it you you've been such an insightful guest to have on the show thank you for making some time today
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm super honored to be here with you and just, you know, just continue to walk this journey with you. Yeah. Such a beautiful
0: thing. I love that. Thing. I love that. And, um, Diana, I also wanted to tell you, I'm really proud of you. I know that that's a lot, what you've achieved as an immigrant woman, um, to have to go to school with two kids. I was barely able to get through half the day with two kids. So I don't know how you managed to go on and get, you know, a further degree, but that's fantastic, girl. And what you're doing is so good for society. You're making your your community a better place because of your work.
1: I, I hope so. I hope uh, to make an impact in, in, um, in our community, especially in the Hispanic community. Mm-hmm. I do love to work with my people because we are a little bit abandoned in our area mm-hmm. for many reasons, cultural reasons and and. You know, financial reasons, reasons as well. So I do like to to work with them a lot, and I do everything that I can to reach um, the Hispanic community. Um, like I said, I'm multicultural and I bilingual, but you know, I can I can yes, I have them in my heart, obviously, yeah. my priority. Yeah,
0: okay. I love that. I love it. Thank you so much. Yes. And um, people, I'm gonna have yeah. s- oh, I'm gonna have some um, information about Diana in the show notes so you can find out a little bit about her and her work and her bio in the show notes. And, um, also go to my Instagram at the story with Charu to see her beautiful face and, um, some other photos and, Thanks so much for listening. Remember that if you have not um, written a review or shared it with your friends or liked the podcast, please do so because it affects algorithms. I haven't mentioned that in a while. So please be sure to do that. And until next time, I hope that you find something that makes your soul light and happy. Take care. You can support this show by subscribing it, liking it, and sharing it with others. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at the story with Charu. That's on Instagram. It's all lowercase, all one word, at the story with Charu. That's where I post pictures of our guests. And I also have uh, more fresh takes about current events that we really can't get to in a podcast format, and sometimes just random things from around the globe or just everyday life. You can also find more information about me on my website, charukumaria.com. That's C-H-A-R-U-K-U-M-A-R-H-I-A dot com. Again, that's also one word. And until next time, I hope that you find something that makes your soul light and happy.